hamster with a blunt penknife would do it quicker. Welcome back to uh, Hamster with a Blunt Penknife, the Doctor Who commentary podcast. I am still here with the magnificent Dave Rennie. Say hello, Dave. Hello, you're from Scotland. Oh, Matt, can you just say hello, Dave, one time? Hello, Dave. I've done it in episode one. Oh, did you? Sorry. Yeah. Now, look, okay, forgive me, but we've seen a fair few things to distract us since then. Oh, yes, certainly some sites, yes. You go, you go messing around with the mines on Chloris. <laughs> you never know what you're going to say. Yeah, um, there's definitely some interesting creatures on that planet, that's for sure. Well, why don't you tell everybody what we're going to be watching today? It's episode three of The Creature from the Pit. A story that we are enjoying immensely and yeah. learning, learning much about each other as well. <laughs> no, I'll just leave it at that. Um, okay, I will count this in this time, because uh, otherwise I'm going to get out of practice. In five, yeah, cool. for, although I don't think you can get out of practice from counting five to one, can you? <laughs> Four, well, after looking at some of the things we've seen, that might happen. Three, two, one. Let's go. Something very strange happens in this episode, you know. Um... Isn't Lady Adjastra killed at the cliffhanger, or at least right at the beginning of episode four? At the start of episode four, um, she survives the cliffhanger. But that's, um, doing, that's doing something different again, isn't it? Like writing out the villain and still having yeah, the whole episode. Yeah, let's be honest, she's brilliant. She's, <laughs> I, just, I just love her. She's on the totem pole of the, of the camp queens of Doctor Who villainy. Ooh. There's the Rani, there's her. There's one or two others I can't think of at this moment, but these two for me are... What about um, Cesare of Diplos? She's another good one. Oh, yes, of course. Um, you know, um, she has a cliffhanger as well, doesn't she? Yeah. And she cackles into the, into the screen. You'll be trapped in hyperspace forever! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah, so he's... He's just trying to say hello and then for his troubles he gets squashed. Right. You know, I've been on a few dates like that as well, you know. They sent a picture from 10 years ago when they were super slim and then they turned up and, well, you know. <laughs> Sorry. So, so they, the they... Are coming. Oh, oh, yeah, this is the bit with the... Um, this was a clever idea, I thought, when I first saw this. The, oh, there's the appendages, the, the little bit that they added on to make it look like fruit. But now it just looks like two. It looks like two tiny cocks now, rather than one massive one. <laughs> oh, the big one comes back. Oh, does it? Oh, does right. Yeah, it comes back later. Yeah. Do you notice that Organon's got like a light inside a skull's head? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he's picked that up from one of the ones that was already dead or something. And oh, I'll just put a candle in this. Where did they get the candle from? God knows. Ah. Do you know what? Okay, so so that's very clever because we've essentially got Chekhov's eggshell in this, haven't we? In the first episode, they see the show outside the TARDIS, which introduces the idea that it can weave this thing, which is then vital to the climax. Yeah, yeah, the, the, and that's um, a clever idea of the whole thing where the more that you put power in the air to break it up, the more it's stronger when K9 
fires it later, it making it stronger. I'm I'm truly hoping in episode four that you're going to be able to explain all the techno battle to me because I get totally lost. Um, I'll try my best. I'll try my best. I mean, they're trying to smash a hole in it, and then they're, what they're going to do? Do stuff that you know? <laughs> they're not trying very hard. There's one of the funniest Doctor entrances ever in a minute, where they're like, "We can't get through," and then the Doctor just walks through it. Like it's full of slime, which of course it would have been. It's so. F oh no! Here's the. Uh, oh, here's the bandits. Your favourites. I do anything for you, dear. <laughs> anything for you. <laughs> Again, they're quite valid. I know it's on the DVD. I think there's a. I was quite surprised when I looked at this the other week um, that they have to be cut out a death that they do in this. That they, like, they might stab somebody. I'm sure they stab somebody in the story anyway, but there's another sort of stab scene that's sure it's on the. There's a missing scene on the disc. It's like a couple of seconds long, but it's another death. Quite bloodthirsty folk, these uh, Clorins. Yeah, well, I, I think they do. They, I think they could have gone further, you know, to suggest those bandits were actually quite dangerous. Yeah, they're more, they're more comedy than really. You're really scared of them. Sort of, these guys are vicious. But the trouble is, is like, like the tone of this is a bit of a pantomime, and if you then yeah. add moments of like severe realism, it would be a bit strange. <laughs> so there's Canela, the tin animal. She don't like A9 at all, does she? Or, or Amana. Okay, I have a question for you. Is the inference that Corella is uh, Adastra's mother, or is she her bit on the side, or what is going on there? Oh, I would say my, my interpretation would be a mother-daughter thing. I, I, I don't think uh, they've... Um, <laughs> I mean, she surrounded herself with guys in gimp masks. <laughs> and wolf weeds, hairy balls, um, and... And the creature. <laughs> but to be fair, the creature came from outside the planet, so... So what's strange oh. is you've got all of these very sort of masculine symbols occurring here, and then a female villain right at the top. I mean... She'd like it from a Matrix, so it'd be fair with that outfit. She, yeah, to be true, but yeah, yeah. I've got a friend, you know, who dresses up a bit like that. Oh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, we're coming up to it. This, this is the famous, this is the famous scene. He sees the, the bits, because uh, um, this is key to the plot as well, the, he finds the bits of shell. Yeah. And then, of course, it's going to come to the famous communication scene, this scene. And this was, this is the scene that was on the Tom Baker's DVD, uh, sorry, the... VHS and I still, I know I've mentioned it about three times, but I still cannot believe it. You know, you know how um, Sidney Newman, you know, liked an educational element of Doctor Who, and you know, he said, yeah. "Well, when I was a young man and I was watching this, you know, I think Tom Baker's technique's not bad. I learned quite a lot from how he communicated with that creature." Yeah. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But no, wait. Watch him though. Watch. How oh, he he's... plays it dead straight. He plays it dead straight. I want it. It's all right. It's all right. How friend, could I? Oh. He's actually super charming because he's like, how could I possibly harm you? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I love how he says you've got beautiful skin. <laughs> so it's... You remember I was saying about education? There's pickup lines there as well. Oh yeah, green veins and chlorophyll. He's, he's telling us all about plants here. 
But look, watch how through this sequence of talking to this blob, he figures out like the plot. Yeah, and it's it's not one of these dreary scenes where it's just somebody talking and or the doctor just explained everything to somebody in dreary techno babble. It it's by showing it rather than just telling it, which is much more effective. Did you see how how you know the new appendage, the the, the tiny one that's kind of swirling about like that? Yeah, it's all kind of, Have yeah. you ever been on like a beach in speedos or in like, and in trucks? <laughs> and and you're yeah. you know it, it's behaving like that, and you're like you just behave, all right? Yeah. yeah. So Erato is is just like oh, I was in that scene. He's like oh, I just can't get it under control, man. How do we communicate? I love my way. Yeah, as you see, he talks you through it. It's just like, what he, first of all, he does this. He, he... Hello, I am the doctor. Friend. 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 Oh, no. That didn't really work, obviously. Um, then he's like, what do I do next? I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. If somebody grabs you like that, I just thought. The doctor. Given a teacher of job, you know, if you if you grab it with both hands like that, that's not a bad technique. So I think he's the doctor <laughs> has been around the universe a few times. Oh god! Oh. How do you communicate with your own kind? Did any nearly get squashed again? Doesn't he? I have a genuinely serious question for you, though. Okay, <laughs> away from oh, all, all this. Oh my god! All this penis talk and the doctor being squashed. Like, I think as Doctor Who fans, we can rise above this stuff. You know, how daft yeah. it looks and see what they're trying to do as opposed to what they actually did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we don't look at the, see the, the CSO shots and tear off the ones and go, oh, that's rubbish. We, we, we just, you know, we, we just take it as, oh, he's in the, the back or whatever and he sits something on the head, you know, didn't he? So this is nice. It's it's linked what's being woven to something that we've already yeah. seen. Well, like, it's going now. Yeah. The plot developments are quite nicely like staggered, aren't they? Yeah, I mean uh, the script is well thought out, I think. You know, the whole story structure is, is well thought out. It's here's the bandits again where the who it's will buy thing. my sweet red roses to blooms for a penny? I find it very hard to believe that a draster would only leave one guard on guard, or two or three or whatever it is, you know. And they're making a right racket as well. Yeah, they're not exactly subtle, are they? <laughs> Here we go. Is this the bit where he stabs? Sorry? Is that guard stabbed in a second, or do they just knock him out? Yeah, he, no, they stab him, I think. Oh, Jesus! Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, you sorry, saw, you saw him, like, raise the knife. I think that's the deleted bit. I, I think that it, you actually see the stabbing before he falls. I, I might be wrong with that. But... Yeah, I reckon tonally that would have been a bit jarring. Oh, and, and of course he's um, always having an orgasm here. Oh, me, oh, me, oh, Bronze, oh, zinc, oh. Cadmium, four, bandaginous, five, oh. <laughs> Oh. Oh, and this is where the plot point. But this is it's great cool. because cool. they take these kind of ineffective characters and now just turn them into zombies. So they, you know. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen metal like this before. No, or me. It looks more like a, like a, something that, like a barnacle, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, 
Dogs are coming. No, we've got to escape. Where are we going to go? Into the pit. <laughs> you know. Do you know they're still underlighting the story as well? Look at look at that set and how it's been lit. Yeah, this is an audience of the deep. No. <laughs> Definitely not. The doctor just said, you do want it, don't you? I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it's not, it's not, it's, yeah. Is it a weapon? What is it? <laughs> oh, my dear. That's what I said to that bloke. Is that a weapon? <laughs> <clears throat> sorry, if you're out there anywhere listening to this, I apologise, all right? I did oh, not... I mean, I'm sure the listeners know that. A rat, a yeah. Yeah. To be honest with you, he was pretty tedious company. I'd rather have a night with her, also, I think. Communicator? <laughs> <clears throat> oh, either or. Oh, God. There we go. We've got both bits there. We've got the full whack, and then we've got the little claw. Oh, there's the eggshell. So the eggshells are important because they're bits of the shell that he used to get here, I think. It's kind of when it moves. That's when it's least effective, isn't it? When it kind of moves. Yeah, it is sort of Croton-esque, sort of. <clears throat> Did you say Croton-esque? Is that, is that a term now? Yeah, I just made that up. Like, the kind of Crotons didn't move that great. Either. They just sort of bubbled along. Oh, but compared to compared to this, um, the Crotons is pretty dreary, isn't it? I think. Yeah, it's not the most exciting story. Um, Philip Maddox in it, though, surprisingly. Mm. But... Do you know, um, have, you, have you ever noticed K9 and his xylophone theme? They're like, bling, 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 bling. Every time he comes, there's some Dodgy Simpson starts playing the xylophone. <laughs> BBC Radiophonic Workshop wasn't required. Oh, this is that scene where he comes through the wall. Oh, yeah, yeah there's, there's a couple of good bits coming up here. I thought you were dead. Why haven't you died? That's brilliant. <laughs> It was an oversight. <laughs> oh, just genius. Well, we'll just have to see that they don't continue like that for much longer, Guardmaster. It's hopeless, my lady. What Guardmaster? Oh. Very as well. The she's saying the line. She is loving this. Do you know what, though, right? We're in episode four after, like, as Drasta and Corella are both dead. That Guardmaster's like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll work for you now. But no, 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 no. You've been bloody evil throughout this thing. Ah, yeah. I get the impression, though, is he, has he been secretly, sort of, is there a backstory to that? Has he been secretly, you no know, waiting for his moment to take over? And he's yeah. came across as evil, but he's been wanting, and, you know, maybe he's with the bandits. I don't know. He's been secretly going out to that pit and conspiring with the creature. Right, the bandits. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, kill it. See, they are. They, 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 everyone wants to use K9 as a weapon in this. Yeah. I don't think it's wrong before. It's, it's uh, long now, sorry, before the infamous. Dog and dog against the rock. <laughs> or that may be episode four. <clears throat> oh, okay. So what K9 is doing, he's like weakening it, isn't it? That's why the doctor walks through it. Well, <clears throat> no, they say that the, it, he's doing that to try and get in, but then later on, they say that it's got stronger because. His power has been absorbed by the the shells, so it's actually stronger. So right. maybe it must be on one side. Maybe it's one sided strength, and the other side you can just I don't. Know. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to think an explanation. I'll go with it. All right, I'll go with it. It's better than what we get. So. 
I've not seen it for 20 years or more. Thank you. Oh, mate, you should have a look around my house. He'd be very excited, I tell you. <laughs> what do you metal in your house? Well, most people do, don't they? I wouldn't oh. see I've got much metal in these. Yeah, I've got a lamp here. Um, actually, you know what? <laughs> I haven't got much either. It's all plastic. Oh, so they're now, um, they're now gone zombies again. I mean, I, this is a bit... I, I'm going to mock the moment, I'm sorry, when he comes out of being a zombie. Why? Because he because just the, he says one thing and he just goes, A dresser! <laughs> <laughs> I just love the way he says it. I can tell you've been on the stage, you know. <laughs> I think later on he's shot by K9 and his leg goes like up in the air as he falls down. It's very funny. Yeah. Oh, here yeah, we go. They, 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 they place the power packs, but then he say, they, they analyse it and he says it's actually got stronger than what was before, so he's made it worse. And then, as you say, the doctor just busts through and goes, Oh, well, I've got it. Well, and normally in a Doctor Who story, the tradition is that a lot of the exposition happens in episode three. Episode one sets the scene, episode two pushes things on, episode three explains everything, and episode four finishes up. You actually get all the exposition at the beginning of episode four, don't you, when the communicator's working? And he yeah. basically says, Right, this is what's been happening all along, okay? Oh. She yeah. not happy. She's not happy. She's not happy. <laughs> oh, here we go. Wait for it. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> and she's complete shock. What? Yeah. Dear, oh dear. Lala Ward does not look at K9 in that way, uh, in K9. Tom Baker in that way anymore, does she? Oh, no. I asked the creature very nicely. My pleasure, it <laughs> said. Oh, she needs to get herself away here. Oh, look at him grinning. Just going back to that infamous scene, obviously, with the, well, um, I wonder how they blocked that in rehearsals. I mean, did they go, right, this block's going to be here, and then he's going to help his bit out, and he's going to, I can't imagine how they blocked the scene. I reckon they probably just said that the blob's coming towards you, rather than, this enormous phallus is waving at you. Yeah. Why did it let you get away? Why did it let you get away? I mean, every line is said with such theatrical elegance, isn't it? Well, it's, 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 yeah. <laughs> Imagine if, okay, Colin Baker's doctor had met Lady Adastra. Like, I don't think there's a oh. studio big enough for that, that oh, sort of presence. No. That, I would pay to watch that story. That would have been something, yeah. Uh -oh. Two titans of theatricality together. It's creeping. <laughs> but don't you like as well the cliffhanger in a minute where they bring in the thing and she's just going, no, no, no. Like, you still don't really know what's going on, do you, at that point? Yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, you you don't know. Um, or, or we're coming up to that, but it's or here they come. Oh, yeah, because she says, um, the doctor dies, and then she's got the eye, yeah. Uh, I, I like the scenes of, of that kind of uh, glowing thingy that they carry. It's very Arabian yeah. Nights, isn't it? It's, it's... Yeah, I like the effect, yeah. It's... Oh, he needs to be carried now. Can but don't we... point my instrument. 
Dave, I love K9, but he's a bit useless. He literally runs out of power quicker than my phone, you know? Well, power at Crowley can't even move on reeds or whatever it is yeah. in environments. The ball bearings couldn't do it, nope. you know? Oh. Oh, oh, we've got plan here. That's right. <laughs> she doesn't care. Yeah, it's truly terrified of this thing, though, but it's... Yeah, is that is that just like blatant like xenophobia? Is that what that is? It seems to be, yeah. It, so, no, she's power mad, isn't she? She doesn't want this creature, the, the secret getting out that he could ruin her empire on this planet. But I don't know um, the way. She, like, you're right. The way she plays it is like real fear, isn't it? Like, well, to be fair, I think if there was a monster that big and lumbering towards me, I'd probably be a bit scared as well. Yeah. Well, I told you my story. Yeah, I'm just as evil eyes on me. Because <laughs> Organon now, Organon has basically fulfilled his purpose, which was to be the Doctor's companion whilst he was wandering around that maze. But Jeffrey Bell yeah. was so good. No! Did you hear that? No! Even in the background, you, you see him, he's still, obviously, he's still got the, the, the look to everything, he's still acting you know as he as he would but he's i reckon right they should have sent myra francis to every school because kids would pay attention if she was telling them what to do oh yeah i looked up there what else she was in i didn't I, there wasn't anything else on the list the, the imdb or whatever it is um but I, there was nothing else on the list that i recognized sort of i watched i mean probably our listeners would know more than me uh, but Never appeared from the list of me. I don't remember her appearing anything like huge, you know, like well, Doctor Who, it's obviously, but you know, yeah, well, like her as well, like um, a lot of actors that are very good at playing evil, like Derek Jacoby, say, like on the commentary, she's so humble and inoffensive. Yeah. See, I mean, she's just been told that there's a blob several meter, hundred meters long on the loose, and she is terrified. Take the tin dog and some guards, kill it. <laughs> It's a shame, you know, on the commentary for this, it's a shame Tom Baker's not on it because, uh, and he can't be on it because Lala War's on it, and obviously they're not going to do one together. But he's on the power of Crow one, right? And every time Crow will appear, he just goes, oh, like, he loves it. Imagine him oh, watching this. I'd love to hear Tom Baker commentary on this. this is... he's, oh, she's coming us away here, killing the Typhonian, the creature. I meant the creature. Doctor, I need to it's just a minute ago as well, just the way Tom Baker said it, he said, Adrasta, you're insane. <laughs> and that, okay, in episode three, that is the confrontation between the villain and the Doctor. Because... Oh, you're not the rock! There we go. <laughs> because she's literally gone at the beginning of episode four. Yeah. Can I? Ready? There we go. <laughs> He uses oh, a gun again. Oh, 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 here we go. Oh, oh here we go. Right. Like, <laughs> she is going for that, isn't she? But, yeah, by this point, Adrasta is clearly lost it, isn't she? She's just, I want this thing killed no matter what. I love it when she says, what is it? it it's going to eat me. <laughs> yeah. It's going to eat me. There we go. <laughs> You don't really eat people, do you? <laughs> oh my god, did you hear that line? You haven't been letting it get any, have you? 
<laughs> yeah, oh, now she gets very dangerous. I, you know, oh, the doctor dies. See, they don't usually wave knives about. She's got a knife to his neck. Yeah. Or the doctor dies. <laughs> oh, look at our corporals counting. One, two. Get <laughs> away! The staging here is very good. Everybody's doing something as well. Yeah. And there's, and obviously, the pieces in place. But yeah, you don't know what's happening here because you're thinking, right, is he going to let her die? Even and know? I think, like, as an adult, yeah, that's a little bit hysterical and a, a bit crazy. But as a child, right, they don't know what's going on with the communication device. There's an adult who's screaming her head off, like, in panic. It's... No, I, I disagree with that. I, I think even as an adult, you know, this, this big lumbering creature's coming towards you. She thinks it's going to kill her. Eh, kill her, sorry. Yeah, I, I, I probably would react the same way. <laughs> what, you'd be going, no, no! <laughs> Um, can i make a suggestion i feel like after your line reading earlier and i think if creature from the pit is ever put on the stage you should play lady adastra oh i i would be honored <laughs> <laughs> you look fantastic in that hat 